0: The story becomes clear. Welcome to Bone Throwers Theater, an RPG
1: actual play podcast. Welcome to Bone Throwers Theater. I am Carlin Cook. I will be playing a character to be named later.
2: I'm Jackie Finelli, and uh, let's just say I'm juicy.
3: <laughs> <laughs> this is Jeff Grove. That's all you need to know. <laughs>
4: I am Jeremy Ephraim and we shall see what type of character I will play.
5: And my name is Jordan. I am going to be not the game master this time, but the headmaster. Because all of these players are being sent back for more education. In, Nothing fact, but in, in fact, they are going to be attending Eldritch High.
1: Ugh, going back to high school. That's
5: right.
4: <laughs> five
5: more minutes, mom. Five more <laughs> minutes. Five more years, mom. Well, unfortunately, mom's not going to be helping you out this time, Jeremy, because Eldridge High is a boarding school. I'm gonna flunk. Are you sure about that? Hmm. Well, Jeff might, <laughs> but Jeff's character might not. That's right. That's very true. That's very true. So this game is by John Wick. Uh, John Wick has done a lot of things. He's a pretty well-established game designer. Uh, If you've heard of uh, a couple games like The Legend of the Five Rings or Seventh Sea, then you're familiar with his work. He's also uh, the guy behind the Dirty GM, the book uh, Dirty GM, or Play Dirty. Well, let's just say I got a lot of inspiration for that when when I started GMing, so... Uh, he's been pretty influential on my personal style and everything like that. Uh, so one of the things that he's done for a, a while is he's devi- just, like designed these little games that are only like 30 or 40 pages long, and then you can play like one-shots from them. Eldritch High is a little different in that you can play a campaign with it if you want. Uh, we're going to start this off as like a one-shot and just see where it goes.
3: Yeah.
5: So, Carlin, why don't you tell us... Who your character is and a little bit about him.
1: Okay, so my high school student, freshman, uh, that I'm going to be playing, his name is Jorn Gunnarsson. He is from Oslo, Norway. The stereotype that he fulfills, he's the metalhead. He's into Norwegian black metal. Um, he's a, the well, the classes he's currently taking, well, okay, let me do this a little differently. Okay. Uh, I'll go with what he looks like first. He looks like kind of a typical metalhead, but he wears white contact lenses. He wears all black with a, you know, a black metal t-shirt all the time. And he has a septum pierced, which for people who don't know is like the bull ring, you know, on your nose.
5: Now, real quickly, are they, are they contact lenses prescription or are they standard? Just
1: standard. Yeah, he just got them himself.
5: Just for aesthetics. Yes. Yeah. How does How does that work with the whole school uniform? There is a school uniform. Yeah, I believe they're like in, in boarding schools, there typically are uniforms.
1: Well, he usually will put them in after class, oh, like so when like he's back from like, the uniforms or whatever, yeah. but sometimes he forgets. Forget.
5: Forgets. Forgets, <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: Gets um should we talk about how they gain their sight yet or
5: yeah um you can l- let just to explain a little bit about how the game works is that um the characters the, in addition to the real world there's a magical world that basically exists alongside it's called the shadow realm characters cannot see the shadow realm until they've passed through the veil with the shadow realm, you have to gain your sight and pa- to to be able to see what's going on.
1: And then that kind of makes you like sensitive to being able to use magic. right exactly.
5: Every character has some kind of experience or some way that they they've gained the sight. Uh, so your your character has a pretty interesting me- way that it came about right.
1: My character was into getting high uh, and he was at a dark throne uh, black metal concert. And he was huffing paint with some friends. And when he did that, he actually saw the Shadow Realm version of the concert. Like, every, every person that he was seeing disappeared. And he just saw demons and other, you know, Shadow Realm creatures partying at the concert. And he, like, freaked out because he knew that it wasn't just being high. And then ever since then, he can see Shadow Realm beings in other places. Yeah. So it kind of awoke him at that point. And then some other information about my character that people will need to know. He's currently enrolled in three regular courses and one elective, which all characters have to be in three courses and one elective. Uh, He's um, enrolled in shapeshifting, alchemy, and bewitchment for his main courses. Okay, And doing cryptozoology for his elective. Uh, his, he's a prodigy, which means every character has to have a prodigy means they're extremely good in one course and his prodigy course is shape-shifting and each character also has a gift, one distinctive thing that gives them an edge that no one else has at the school. And in this case, Yorn's gift is beast tongue, meaning he can actually speak, uh, communicate with animals.
5: So because you can communicate with animals, you actually chose, your dormitory was chose based off of that ability.
1: Right. Okay. Uh, the dorm that he lives in now is Hen- Henrik's Hall, which is basically where a lot of animals are housed. Right. Uh, there are stables and stuff like that, so. Okay. Unfortunately, the colors for that hall do not include black.
5: <laughs> no, they're not which metal you
1: enough. prefer, but. I'm sorry. C'est la vie. Which is a good segue to the next one.
5: Exactly. Say la vie. Jackie, <laughs> All tell right. us a little bit about your character.
2: So my character is Ayana Stroud, a.k.a. Juicy. Juicy. <laughs> <laughs> the idea that I came up with was when I was reading through the, the book was that someone named Ian Stroud donated a lot of money in the school, and I was just thinking how fun would it be to be that rich kid that everybody loves to hate. So in addition to being that rich kid... I decided I was also a diplomat's kid, so although I was I'm uh, French by by breeding, I was by breeding. Let's <laughs> just <laughs> I mean, like say
1: uh, uh, French by insemination.
5: <laughs> well, well, here, here, let her go on. There's more to the story. So, I just found
2: it funny about breeding. <laughs> my choice was interesting. Um, I was raised in New York City, and just very much a material girl. So my stereotype is going to be the mean girl. I'm thinking Regina George, like, knows that she's being a mean girl, knows she's being manipulative, and uh, that whole fun stuff. So what I look like, I am of the highest fashion. I have several tasteful piercings, maybe a small piercing in the eyebrow, a very small piercing on the nose, probably 20 piercings going on my ears. And then uh, I'm so into clothes brands that I've actually gotten, like, Louis Vuitton and Juicy tattooed on me. And that's where we got this Juicy idea from. So we're thinking, like, a Juicy Tramp stamp.
1: The problem is you have now (laughs) given the youth of the world that idea. It's going to happen.
5: Any person under the age of 18 listening to this podcast, please wait till you're a legal age to get a tattoo. Or please ask your parents for permission.
2: yes. I recommend tattoos Just I started when I was 22, 20, no, 24, 25. Anyway, um, back to fun character. I am, my gift is the wealthiest family, which has a lot of fun little perks that we could throw in as a as the time comes out. And I gained my sight. My parents constantly said that we're, you know, we're wizards and witches. So they kept asking me, did you ever see the sight? Have you seen the sight? And I was really hoping that I'd miss that recessive gene. But at my grandfather's funeral, or his wake, I saw a goblin come in and steal his wand, and... uh,
5: Goblins cannot keep their hands off anything.
2: You can't trust those goblins. So, anyway, my classes are bewitchment, wards, conjuration, and an elective in psychology. And my prodigy will be in bewitchment, because my character, in addition to being this material girl, is just your example of the hot girl. So... She'll use that to her advantage.
5: Okay.
1: Manipulation, the name of the game.
2: Yep, that's what I'm going for. Alright.
3: So, my character is Ando Ganshu. He is from Osaka, Japan. His stereotype is good at math. <laughs>
5: you really went with the easiest stereotype you could come I up really with. I really
3: did. No um, hanging
1: fruit. I'm,
5: I'm, I mean, when you've got, when you've got... Stereotype
3: I on mean, the character. Shape. Well, I, I should have asked this earlier, but does a stereotype? Does your character have to fit that stereotype? Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, mm-hmm. that's the then point. I probably would have chose something different. You when, suck at math. I'm terrible. I watched at math. him
2: at XP one time after an event. He does suck at math. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why the dice the dice know they give you one so you can add them easily. Uh... <laughs>
3: nice. Okay. Okay, uh, my character's gift is lucky. There are these things called fumbles. Everyone else gets three, but because I'm lucky, I only get two. You had to take that one out of necessity. I did. (laughs) Um, What I look like is your standard, stereotypical Japanese nerdy kid. You know, kind of shying away from things, glasses. Has some sort of book in his hand and some sort of game in his pocket. How do you? How comfortable do you feel in this school uniform? Well, better than what my parents sent with me. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> what they send with you? Just a white shirt and some slacks. That oh. kind of general get-up oh, of white button-up shirts and slacks.
1: Anonymity. Goes well over the Hello Kitty underwear.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no one knows. So how my character got his sight was... One day in class, a fellow student was having a quote-unquote seizure because that's what everyone else saw. What my character saw was a demon clawing the student to death.
5: Yes. That sounds like so much fun.
3: (laughs) Kind of traumatizing.
1: Not really fun. Uh,
3: His three main classes are alchemy, conjuration, and crafts. And his elective is weapons, which kind of grabbed that one because... Crafts is building weapons, and weapons is learning how to use those weapons.
1: So, made and sense. It's prodigy and alchemy.
3: Uh, yes, prodigy and alchemy. So
5: just super good at alchemy. Just so people know, alchemy actually involves the different common elements ingestion of, of uh, mercury, if I remember correctly. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. So.
1: And alchemy is kind of different in here than what people would think. Most right. people, when they think alchemy, they it's think like making gold. potions yeah. and stuff like that. This is more like commanding the elements. So it's like everyone involved in making Captain Planet, except Mati. <laughs> Stupid <laughs> Mati. Yes.
5: Heart, Earth, I air, mean. fire, and water, the traditional, the traditional uh, elements of the yeah, mytholo- no mythological. And now it is time for Jeremy's character. All
4: right. My character, his name is Ramiro Alvarez. He's from Zapala, Argentina. Um his stereotype is that he's a loner, not only in school, but also with his family, because that's sort of how he gained his sight. Uh there was on a family camping trip and his all his older cousins tried to play a, a prank on him, left him stranded out in the woods, uh several miles from their family campsite, and uh he stumbled across a old vagabond just roaming around in the woods. And sort of made a deal with the Vagabond to give him the ability to find his way back, which opened him up to the Shadow Realm. He, What he looks like, he's got long dark hair pulled back in a ponytail. Um, he's got an excellent poker face. He never smiles. And also, since uh, he's sort of that outdoorsy type, um, he's always finding a way to not wear... Some one item of clothing, whether that is he shows up to class without shoes, or just
2: pants, in, or just
4: just in his undershirt. He's just kind of kind like of the, a free spirit. Yeah,
2: the Asian one's gonna get jealous. Yeah,
4: <laughs> my classes um, are divination, shape shifting, and crafts as my main classes, and then herbology as my elective. Um, my prodigy is going to be in Divination. Okay. Um, I also have the gift of Elven Blood, which has to do with quickness, which I get some bonuses for. And the dorm that I'm in also gives me um, some bonuses for whenever I am lying or sneaking. And what is your dorm? Um, Fog Hall. Oh, Jeff, uh,
3: did you give yours? No, I didn't give my dorm. My dorm
5: is uh, Fraser Hall.
4: Which well, is in- for smart kids. Yeah. yeah.
5: Yeah, it's the one that is basically puzzles and... No, that's Kirky's. No,
2: Kirky's. No. No, that's, yeah. that's my hall. Kirky's hall is also where the rich kids go.
5: Yeah, because you rich kids have to be separate from everybody else.
2: Exactly. And I think it's quite interesting when I was reading it how they combine this thing with like the only threatening thing in it where if you don't figure out the puzzle, you're out of that hall. Yeah. It's to the rich kids. So I kind of like there's this extra added element that I'm not just that mean girl. like. You're actually pretty smart. Yeah. That's pretty cool.
1: You got to be smart to be manipulative.
2: That too. Juicy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just ask Regina George
5: Yeah So anyway um, This game is different from a lot of the other games that we've played Because it does not rely on a dice mechanic Rather it relies on a card mechanic Uh, So what what happens is when you're playing the game When you come up to what they call risks Which is our situation where we would typically roll the dice uh, To find out what happens what you have to do is you have to flip a card, flip cards to win. So uh, basically there are different ways that you can add cards to your to your level. For example, freshmen only draw one card to start off with. That's called their grade card. Then if the situation matches like one of your classes, you can add another card. And if it matches your um, stereotype, like it say you have to do a class that involves some kind of... Playing heavy metal music. Yeah, it like say, yeah, you, you got to do something like a trivia knowledge for Swedish death metal. Well, then you get Norwegian, another card. Norwegian, please. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There is a difference. Or if you like need uh, um, one for your herbology class, you can go ahead and, and get another card. Also, there's uh, there's a mechanic in the game called cheating. Cheating actually does involve dice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but instead of the d6s that we normally use, you have uh, d10s. And what you do, basically, the game has a target number of 10 for any action. So you can, you can use your card. Uh, your aces equal 1. Then your number cards equal just the standard numbers, like 2 points, 3 points, 4 points, 5 points. Uh, and then your face cards, king, queen, jack, equal 10. So what you'll want to do is you'll want to go ahead and draw however many cards are allowed by, by your different uh, abilities and skills and classes and everything like that. And then you will want to flip them like one at a time. If you can add up to 10, then you succeed. And you'll go ahead and get the ability to narrate what you do. Um, if you can't get to 10 though, you fail. And then bad stuff happens, of course. You cannot reshuffle your deck until all the cards have been drawn and uh, jokers are in there and they can be used as a specific type of cards. When magic comes into play you would do the draws like you would normally but then you have what's called the the magic risks Um, and they they have to invoke your required class. You draw your grade card plus any bonus that you get from your class rank uh, plus any other bonus cards. If your total equals or is greater than 10, you describe the successful casting. If it is less than the headmaster describes the outcome. And then for your prodigy class, which we were talking about a little while ago, it means that you automatically exceed, succeed when you're ever making a magical risk with that particular class. And any cards you draw can be used for something called bangs. Bangs are where you get a bonus. Like you can make your, your magical attack bigger. You can make your your like if you transmogrify into a different animal, like instead of just like a normal little like kestrel hawk, you can transform into a white eagle or a bald eagle, you know something like that. So you can make it more impressive and have a better a better success. Aces are called big bangs. When you use an ace card for a bang, it becomes a big bang. Any ace used for a bang counts as two, so you get to to add a little bit more. Extra Splash and Zazzle to your hand. <laughs> yeah. Splash and Zazzle. Splash and Zazzle. That's the zazzle. T- I feel like that's the title of the episode right there.
1: <laughs> I feel like that's the next Coldplay album. Yes.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more going to be like a Splash and Splunk. <laughs> oh. 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 Coldplay fans, anybody? No, not really. So, pretty much spells have an, uh, like a duration of an instantaneous... Uh, once you successfully cast a spell, any bang you you discard extends the spell's duration, um, and it gives an, it like like for an additional hour. Or you can use, the caster can dismiss it. Um, so I mean, well, pretty much what we do for them for the magic is we uh, just discuss what we want and and work from there. Uh, because this is a fairly new game for all of us, we're going to ha- probably have to do a lot of discussion and everything yeah. like that
1: we might have to refer back to the rules and kind of be like, wait a minute, right. what does it say for this?
2: So, I noticed something while you we were talking. Mm-hmm. In Risk, so the first page of Risk says, Aces count is 1, and Face Cards count is 10. Right. But in demerits the first thing you do is take out your Aces.
1: Yeah. Right, if you get one Demerit, your Aces go
5: out of your deck.
2: That almost seems helpful. It does. Okay. Just make sure I read that right. Yeah. Okay.
5: Because, you know, having a bit of a bad reputation... Can increase just
1: your knowledge, Diana. but at the same time, it's bad because because it's a double bang, right. which can really yes, help. it's yes. true. Things.
2: Okay, so, yeah, yeah I just Thought about that anyway.
5: Also, there's um, whenever you use magic, you're you're involving energy from the shadow realm, and this has a tangible effect on the magician, further separating them from our world. When you make a magic wrist and you get a big uh, uh, get a big effect, you gain shadow points. A magic risk with three or more bangs adds one shadow point to your sheet. And as those continue, uh, it makes it more difficult to interact with those who know nothing about magic.
1: So you almost come to a point where you can only communicate yeah. and be with people who are at the school. Yeah.
5: In, in, the in order to interact with anyone or anything from our world, the world beyond the shadow realm, you need a number of bangs equal to your shadow points. No, oh, okay. So that's that's a pretty... That that's if, rough. Yeah. It can get rough. Yeah. But I don't think that's something we'll have to worry about now. Now, if you are a prodigy, prodigy in a particular school of magic, and you use that school in a risk, you gain two bonus cards. Um, and jokers can count as any card. However, if you use it in a pull or as a wager, it also gets you a shadow point.
1: So I, it sounds like you can do anything. Pretty much. And you would just get that mandatory one card. But if you're doing something where you can invoke, like, your class or right. your gift or whatever, you, you're you drawing extra cards. And usually it sounds like two extra cards. For
5: yeah, one sakes. or two extra cards.
1: So you can attempt anything you want, but it's going to be tough sometimes.
5: Sometimes it will. Sometimes, okay. you know.
1: Unless you're trained in it, which right. makes sense. Mm-hmm.
5: Also, one thing that you can do for, like, mundane things is you can cheat. After you've drawn your cards for your risk, you may choose to cheat. And that's where those 10 decided dice come in that we were talking about earlier. What you do is you roll your dice. And so I, for this die that I just rolled, I got a five. So let's say that I had a six for my my card draws. I can add that five to it, and then that would put me over the top. But if I cheat and I roll a one, then that means I get a demerit. And a demerit means, like you were talking about, Jackie, you would pull a, the, pull the aces from your deck and set them to the side. I guess I'm never cheating. No, you can <laughs> cheat as much as you want. Well... i
1: get away with it.
5: I would always get ones. You <laughs> never know. Now, the thing is that, that cheating dice can't be used as bangs.
1: It's just to get you to success.
5: Yes. And also you can use something called willpower and w- during your risks and when you're using your magic. When you use your willpower, it allows a wizard or witch to draw three more cards and add them to your pull. But you got to decide before doing the pull whether or not you want to use willpower. And everybody starts off with three willpower to begin the game, and you may only spend one willpower per risk.
1: And then that regenerates when we get together for another gaming session. Exactly. If we
5: were going to come back to this particular game, then we would regenerate up to three.
1: So really it would make sense for us to use all three while we're gaming this evening.
5: Yeah. All right. Any other questions about anything in particular that we can look up? Fumbles. Yeah, fumbles. Let's
1: look up fumbles. That's one that was in my mind.
5: Okay. A fumble is a kind of mandatory mistake your character must make during the semester. It represents your student trying to figure things out. It's a complicated thing, after all. So, um, basically what you do is you come up with flaws.
1: So, during the course of the semester, you have to do... Like, I have three fumbles, so I have to have three instances where I say I'm going to use a fumble mm-hmm. and I'm failing this. Right. And that counts as one of my fumbles. Everyone has to do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. To right. satisfy that. But
2: what I found is when a player uses a fumble, he can reshuffle his discard file back into his deck.
5: Yeah. Okay. So there is a benefit to using your fumble, but it's not necessarily one that will help you out in the, in the long run. So
1: it's basically like I'm failing this but by failing, I'm taking everything in my discard and putting it back in my yeah. deck so mm-hmm. that the next thing I have to do, I will have more
5: cards. More ch- chances for success. So
1: there is a positive to it as mm-hmm. well.
5: Yeah. So overall, the game seems to be pretty balanced, and we'll see how it goes yeah. in play. Cool.
1: I'm, I'm excited. I'm ready to go. Yorn is ready to get this pumping mm-hmm. like a black metal concert.
5: That's awesome. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to do one last piece of administrative work, and then the game will begin. Well, we're actually playing the game anyway, but you know what I mean. (laughs) All right, and welcome back to the Eldritch High episodes of Bone Thrower's Theater. Now, what I did before we started the game was I drew up basically a little grid of uh, one desk at the top of the room for the teacher, and then uh, 16 like basic desks where you would sit in your homeroom. So this is where you go to start your day and you know take care of any last-minute homework that you want to do. So I'm going to go ahead and pass this around real quickly, and we can go ahead just right where we want to sit on the homeroom sheet just so we get an idea of what's going on there all right where's the door uh, i'll say uh the top right hand corner of the page
1: jeff your character better be sitting in the front nerd like right in front of the teacher's desk yeah basically
3: second row second row second row Okay. See, just because he's nerdy doesn't mean he wants to be nerdy. <laughs> okay, I,
1: yeah, I can agree with that. That makes sense.
5: So, Jorn is sitting as far away from the door as he can. He's sitting in the last row in the on the very leftmost side of the room. Ando, sick, sitting in the second row, just one, uh, one seat between him and the desk for the teacher. Uh, Ramiro sitting right next to the door because he wants to be the first to bolt out of the room as soon as he can. <laughs> you, pro- you probably pack your books up like 10 minutes before the end of class, right? Yep. No notes or anything like that for those no last notes. minutes. Yeah. No, he doesn't even
3: pull the books out. And then Ayana... has a bag on a desk.
5: Ayana is sitting two seats behind Ramiro, and uh, two seats across from Bjorn. So, so some interesting dynamics going on here. Let's go ahead and name the teacher. One name, the teacher. Snake. What's.?
2: Snake. N- no.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you guys haven't noticed, this Eldritch High is basically <laughs> Harry Potter with the numbers filed off. So uh, insert any uh, sorting hat jokes that you want here. Mm-hmm. Professor Zoroastris. Yeah, it's
1: not. The headmaster is not Dumbledore in this; it's Stumbledoor.
5: <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm going to go ahead and pass the paper around one more time. Uh, we're going to do this actually uh, like a few more times, and everybody's going to write down the name of one of the other students, one of the characters around you, and also it doesn't does, like anywhere, anywhere, oh, pretty yeah. much, and then also go ahead and write down something about them that the students have learned. Or, like, a rumor or, you know, something. Oh, something about the something person? Juicy. <laughs>
1: something juicy. <laughs> something juicy. This juicy thing is going to be
5: ongoing. It's going to be a thing.
1: Next yeah. time we do inspectors some of okay, this so juicy. Okay, so I put down Gareth Muddlebottom.
5: <laughs> and, uh...
1: <laughs> the word on the street is his parents are dead. Oh, okay. That's very metal, yeah. by the way. So so, so, so
5: you, like, you, you think Gareth is a pretty cool Yeah. Dude?
1: Garrison's pretty cool. Muddle bottle. Yeah.
2: Okay, so next to me in that back row, along with Yorn, I added James Bouton.
5: James Bouton?
2: Yeah. A closeted French young man.
1: Closeted Frenchman? <laughs> As in, he doesn't want people to know he's from France.
2: I'm, I'm Boutin, absolutely. I've done um Fabulous next to it. So sort one oh, of those things. So,
1: closeted um, homosexual. Yes.
2: I'm picturing that I walked in and I saw his um his attire, and was like, I need to be this boy's friend.
5: Okay, I get you there. So it's kind of the whole... What was the name of the, the guy in Mean Girls? Damien. Damien, yeah. We're going to have to watch Mean Girls Jeff.
1: Jeff. Jeff's having a hard time. I, Jeff, I am. Jeff Grove. You were creating the character Gaff <laughs> Drove. Sundvach <laughs> <to> Grove. <laughs>
3: There are so many things that I'm never going to live down. <laughs> yeah.
5: What was the name of that uh, police oh, officer? So, uh, oh, Officer Offer Officer Beaveraja. Beverage.
3: <laughs> the girl, the young lady sitting in front of me is Sheree Mint. She's in the chess club.
1: In the chess brown, club.
5: Chicken brown, cow.
1: So it sounds like thus far we're just creating characters that could be friends. Yeah. For uh, us. Yeah, basically. Well, no, I know we we don't have no. to.
4: Okay. I'm just saying we have done that. The person that I came up with is sitting right in front of Juicy. <laughs> Simone Burke, she is the popular girl. Mm. Mm.
2: Mm. Okay, competition who's juicier.
1: <laughs> okay. So, sitting next between Cherie Mant with the chess club and Romero the loner is Joanna Featherstone, and she is shoved up the teacher's ass. She <laughs> is a brown noser like nobody's business.
5: So she likes Professor Zarastris.
1: She likes every professor. Every professor. Because she's that student. She's Her the student mind... also that's like, You forgot to assign us homework. None of us are going to
5: like this person. <laughs> She's the one who uses the time dilation uh, spell so she can take more three work. classes at once. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: Let's use this to do more work. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> what an idiot. Yorn would be like, let's use this to huff more paint. Yeah, I mean... one class.
2: <laughs> All right, so... Right at the very top and the adjoining corner in front of Gareth and next to Cherie is Ralph Hilfiger. And I'm calling him the regulation hottie. What? <laughs> regulation hottie.
5: <laughs> so describe the regulation hottie. What does that mean? It's
2: another it's another mean girl's uh nod. So basically he's that kid that like shot up six inches last summer and just got hot. Like and he just doesn't know it yet.
5: Uh Jeff <laughs> Tell me why this person picks on everybody else.
3: Ooh, I want this person to sit here. Um this person will be
1: Tate Brunderfeld.
5: No. This person will be Imodium. <laughs> no. <laughs> Speaking of brown noser. Oh.
0: Oh,
1: jeez. If people didn't get the joke, Imodium. Imodium. If you don't know what the drug Imodium does, look it up.
2: Then you're very, very lucky. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Very lucky. So Frost.
3: Why does he pick on people? That's the truth. Oh. <laughs> oh, he's got micro very, penis. Very small. Very small.
5: <laughs> now is he a short guy too, or is he tall? Oh, Napoleon <laughs>
4: Complex. Oh dude, we need one of those. Like the, but he works out all the time. The the one uh the one kid in Ender's game.
5: Oh Bernard. Bernard, yeah. yeah. Like three foot nine
3: and built like a square. He picks on people because... Makes it feel good. His best friend cheated on him in kindergarten.
1: (laughs) I don't understand this at all. What? I don't understand
5: this. So he has abandonment issues? Yes.
2: It's like that girl that was late for your first date and after you were married, like... Okay, I can see that. You you hold it against them. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just be like he can't have friends because he was so scarred from his very first friendship. That ended terribly Mm -hmm. with Keith B. (laughs) (laughs) For
5: this next person, uh, Jeremy, what's the lie that her boyfriend says to everybody else? Oh, about who she is? This girl's
4: name is Cindy Henderson. She's sitting right next to Yorn. Oh, dang it. (laughs) We'll go back. The the lie is that uh, she's clumsy. Okay. Because he beats her. Oh. Oh,
5: oh,
4: oh, oh, wow.
2: That got dark. <laughs> it got were, real dark. You weren't told about that.
5: <laughs> Let's so, write that down.
1: So her name's Janae Rice. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> I'm just passing that paper right okay, on to car. So line.
1: I'm going for more. Okay. Good job, though. This student is sitting right behind Ramiro, the loner. His name is Abdo Abu Saidi. Um, And the word on the street is he's the son of royalty. Ooh, That's what I
5: hear. Jackie, why is this person in detention?
2: So why my creation is always in detention? Jose Cuervo.
5: (laughs) Oh,
2: Jesus.
5: (laughs) Okay.
3: I think we know why.
2: He's um, He got in detention for having a flask, but he's the resident drug dealer.
1: That is so metal.
2: That is so
5: (laughs) metal.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yorn likes this guy.
5: You want a question? Sure. It would be helpful. Okay, um. What is this person's. Malfunction. No. What did this person do to Savage Hall's statue? Mm. Oh, the prankster. I like it.
2: Painted Mr. Feeney next to it.
5: (laughs) Painted what? Mr. Mr.
3: Feeney
4: next to Ben Savage. (laughs) Oh my (laughs) god.
1: Nice.
3: Clown face, clown face, clown remember. faced savage statue. Uh, the character's name is Sandeep Moleg, and he's right in pr- in front of uh, Yorn.
1: I think Jeremy's kind of.
3: I think about I, I think Jeremy has something. <laughs> it's
0: on something. He's onto something. It's all. I, I just had a name.
1: Bear Grills survivalist
5: <laughs> leadership.
1: Yeah, How's Fran the, Renner how,
4: <laughs> Classy guy I was going to ask, how is this person Kevin related? Sorbo yeah,
1: how is this?
5: How is oh, this uh, Kevin Sorbo, the janitor <laughs> He's, He's taking classes too How is this person related to Kevin Sorbo <laughs> Yes No, that's not a real question um, What happens whenever this person Comes in contact with technology
1: Kevin Sorbo
4: is the shadow realm Oh, perfect Because this person is sitting right next to Ando This person's name is Elena Florentina. And whenever she comes in contact with technology, Mm -hmm. it just shuts down. Oh, Oh, no. Oh, no. Life is ruined.
1: And that's how you have an arch nemesis. (laughs) Life
3: is ruined. She's going to be the villain. On the face.
1: Hey, can I see your uh, Nintendo DS? Oh,
3: no. Oh, it's
4: not working anymore. Huh. And let's just say that she is particularly not a good student.
5: Oh, she's bad at her classes, too. Yeah.
4: All right. Well, we have filled the class.
5: We have filled the class. Real quickly, Jorn, Jorn how does your day start?
1: This is, I assume, we're like the first day of class? Yes. Okay, Yorn comes into class, still has his um, contacts in, his white contact lenses in. And he just kind of goes over and slumps down in his chair and sinks, you know, like not sitting up very straight because doesn't really like to be seen. You know, he'll listen to what's going on. He's a decent student, but he doesn't really want to be seen and he wants to kind of be able to see everyone in front of him too. Um, and if he wants to take a nap because something's boring, he can do that. But it's basically how it starts. He comes in, sits down, slumps down, but he's still wearing his contact lenses. Okay. So he might get in trouble for that. Yeah. Yeah.
5: How about you, Juicy?
2: Ayana comes in two to three minutes early with the, probably a big bulk of the crowd. Okay. Uh, sits in the back. She's altered her regulation uniform to just about get in trouble, but not quite because, first of all, it's not a bad package to look at.
5: So the tie is loose. <laughs> only like maybe one or two buttons are like done in the middle and the rest are.
2: I'm thinking, <laughs> hit me baby one more time. I, that's exactly where my mind went. Right? So yeah, ties ties a little loosened. Yeah, midriff showing. A couple tats are kind of peeking out. She sits down. She takes one of her surroundings, but she's just uh, does texting work in this shadow world.
0: <laughs> not go, at Elena's desk.
5: Not at Elena's desk.
2: <laughs> uh, but go ahead.
5: Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see. You're a popular girl, so that means uh, you would want to keep up with technology. That means yep. your stereotype. Mm-hmm. What are some of your classes?
2: Oh my god. Bewitchment, wards, conjuration and psychology. Let me see if that Go oh. ahead and
5: give me one for Bewitchment and one for Wards. Go ahead and flip four cards. You're good. Okay. You're good. Texting works. Alright. So uh, <laughs> five and you can you can what you flipped was a five, a seven, a queen, queen and a two. a two. The queen is your ten right off the bat, so you can keep all three of the other cards as bangs to use.
1: But don't don't those have to be used on the
2: on the same risk?
5: No. Oh, bangs are bang? saved bangs are saved for when you use magic.
2: Dang, yeah. Alright, so where's the bang? So gets the basically what I was thinking is if you have your,
5: your deck right in front of you, uh uh-huh. you would have your disc card pile to either the right or the left. Mm-hmm. And then you would have your, your bang stacked. Face up, face down? Face down. Okay. Uh face down. I I would turn them sideways just so that they're easier to
2: talk. Alright, let me see that class uh, map really quick again. Because I feel like I'm talking to somebody. I feel like I'm just feeling it up. You know what? I'm feeling up verbally. <laughs>
3: <laughs> End game. End game.
5: <laughs> Honey, let's talk about that when we get home. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, I'm sizing up uh, James Vuitton next to me because he's in high fashion as well. and He's dressing, dressing well, and I'm probably sizing up Simone. I'm probably not talking to her, but just popular the girl
5: trying to see how the,
2: the competition going to work yeah 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 something like that how are you get, getting into class your
3: first day ando almost dropping my books on the way through the door are you late just on time right before the teacher gets there did you get to have breakfast i was eating it as i was running through the a halls bowl of rice. <laughs> so so what do you typically have in the Sweet breakfast hall chips
2: <laughs>
3: oh. <laughs> uh, it's soup eggs in a
4: basket
5: okay <laughs> Nice. How about <laughs> you, Ramiro?
4: Well, Ramiro is uh, sneaking in just as the tail end, right as class is starting, and he's not wearing any shoes. He just kind of sits at the <laughs> desk, puts his head down on the desk, and just is there. Bando sees us
3: and shakes his head. Joanna kind of goes, Do you it's smell that?
5: Fritos. <laughs> it smells, like, like- it smells like feet. It smells like cheese. It's in here. Professor Zarastris! And she waves her hand in the air. She's the brown noser. She's the brown noser. Right. Do you smell the fe- smell of feet? Cause Ramiro is not wearing any shoes. Is Romero responding
1: Ramiro responding? Ramiro's not doing anything. <laughs>
5: He's just sitting there, waiting for class to
2: I wonder how the uh, how the uh, student manual is written. You know, because sometimes it's not written very well. It's like you can only wear these clothes in this thing, but it's anything but what you can't. Or you don't have to wear.
1: Oh. Clothing optional. Clothing 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 (laughs) in That that kind of school.
5: (laughs) Professor Zorostris looks down at him and goes, Joanna, I do appreciate your concern, but he is a man who is in touch with nature and must therefore be in touch with nature at all times. Uh. It is part of his magical gift. Please do not try to inhibit the other students. So, wait, which class is this? This is homeroom. Now,
3: our teacher's weird. He's ma- magical.
1: Ando wants to know how to study homeroom. <laughs> <laughs> how does one study homeroom? What? Well,
2: That's actually how does this work? I don't know. The high school I, I personally went to, the homeroom teacher was responsible for dress code. So if a kid got <laughs> to like second or third period and they were like, "Yo, it is not appropriate," the homeroom teacher got just as much trouble as the kid. That's fair. Yeah.
1: So honestly, both of us, because actually, Yorn um, has his nose work, his septum piercing in too.
2: I think all of my stuff is tasteful enough to abide by the codes. Juicy,
3: juicy, (laughs) (laughs) or at least to get around them.
2: (laughs) Yeah, like it's almost unnoticeable. I think I feel like this is unnoticeable. The fork might be slightly more noticeable. All right. Well, we
5: will continue on with class and what comes after next time on Bone Thrower's Theater.
0: Thank you for listening to Bone Thrower's Theater. The cast is Carlin, Jeff, Jeremy. Johnny, Jordan, and Stephanie. This podcast is released under our Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 Unboarded License. Please feel free to share the podcast, but please do not modify it or attempt to gain financially from it. To find this show online, visit our site, BoneThrowerstheater.com. Our Twitter feed is at Bone Throwers Theater and our email address is Bone at gmail.com. Join our social networks on Facebook and Google. Podcast Art was designed by Laura Tress and is used with her permission. Until next time, may the bones fall in your favor. This has been a Nerd Circle Podcast production.